Robert Berger, CBS News, Jerusalem. Sean Spicer's... Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass, there's a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Guaranteed to blow your head apart. Boom. Boom. Let the show begin. You bet. Yes, you're tuned to 11 a.m., 96.7 FM. News talk and sports for Maui. Jack is here behind the controls for On the Couch with Don Couch. Yes, Hello, sir. Don. Good morning. How are you? Good. How about you? Good. Hey, is that did that go over the air? That that weird digital feedback was kind of cool. It added I to know. the song. Yeah. yeah. That's why I wasn't in any hurry to, yeah, uh, I know. to get rid of it. Yeah. A little, little extra Jack Gist touch there. Well, you know, we can add it again. Go ahead. Check one, two. Check one, two. Check one, two. Oh, See, yeah. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Right on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Enough fun for a Tuesday. Oh, come on. All right. We just started. But we can do it some other time. Okay. So you got over your illness? Yeah, I don't recommend it. That is not... No, it's not coronavirus. Coronavirus or COVID-19. Yes, whatever they're calling it now. Yes, this week. Yeah, I I, I self-quarantined myself. Self-quarantined yourself. The (laughs) Department of Redundancy (laughs) Department. Yes. All right. Well, anyway, enough chitter-chatter, right? Yep. We have with us today uh, the Government Affairs Director from the Realtors Association of Maui. His name is Jason Economu. Good morning, Jason. Good morning. I Thanks think, for having me. I think you've been on the show before. Yes, yes. I've been uh, on once before. All right. I, or maybe twice, actually. Uh, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> and we, uh, we wanted to discuss um, something that you and I did a, a podcast on uh, last week. There was an uh, article in the paper on Sun, uh, Friday talking about county considered – here's the headline, and the, the misleading headline. Uh, it says, county considers phasing out all short-term rentals. There's a public meeting to be held Friday, March 6th at 3 o'clock at the uh, uh, planning, committee, planning Commission conference room, which is uh, 250 High Street, uh, the Klonopakui building at the bottom there. Uh, Why I say this is misleading, because that's not what is being considered at all. What they're considering is phasing out short, what they, what some people are considering is phasing out short-term rental homes, which is one of five, four different categories of uh, vacation rentals that we have here on the island. And I want to go over those real quick before we get into this. particular version. We have short-term rental homes, which are homes, single-family homes, only single-family homes, that are rented out to a single group of people, not multiple people. If you have six bedrooms, it's not six different groups. It's one group of people. Uh, and the owner uh, not, is not present in, on the property. However, somebody has to be within 30 minutes away, and the phone number has to be posted if you're a legal uh, short-term rental home. This is a bill that we created in 2011-2012 to, uh, first of all, help add some enforcement uh, aids to any kind of vacation rental um, enforcement, and also, you know, make it legal, something that's been coming through uh, either people doing it illegally or uh, they have to go through a very onerous process, which is called a conditional use permit, which actually goes through uh, council. So it goes through the uh, planning commission and council, and it's uh, pretty onerous. And, and yeah. what sparked that was, you know, Ricky Hokama, council member Ricky Hokama, had always been saying, you know, if that's, don't come to us for conditional use permits every four or five years. Let's make it a, a either a permitted use or you have to get a uh, administrative permit. You know, don't waste council's time. So we came up with some rules <coughs> and regulations to come up with short-term rental homes. And we'll get into that once we get going. So there were short-term rental homes. Then there are bed and breakfasts, which are also vacation rentals. And that is a single family home 
which has multiple rooms or one or more bedrooms, but the owners must live on site. Okay, so uh, and um, if the owners aren't there for if they want to go on a vacation for a couple of weeks or whatever, they can't have guests in the room unless I guess they're looking at changing the law to say, okay, you can have a property manager come in and stay, but somebody responsible for the property has to be on site when the when the guests are there okay so that's number two number three is hotel rooms vacation rentals definitely hotel rooms uh we don't consider them as uh vacation rentals but they are uh, by definition a short-term uh transit vacation rental unit and the fourth one is condos we have condos all over uh, South Maui and West Maui that were built for the purpose of uh, having renters come in. Or actually we have a fifth, uh, timeshares, Mm. which is kind of a mix between condos and hotels. So we have those different, five different uh, items or categories of short-term rentals or vacation rentals. So the headline is quite misleading. The county is not... (laughs) Not trying to, <laughs> or the, the was planning much a department. Statement, yeah, yeah. You know, the planning like department is not trying to get rid of all short-term rentals. They're trying to phase out short-term rental homes. Now, there is some controversy there, and that's why we're here. Um, we have we came up with that law in 2011, 2012. We started in 2011 and passed it in 2012. Uh, with a lot, I mean, it took a long time and a lot of input from the people who don't want it, some people who do want them, and everybody in between. And we actually put several people uh, who are on different sides of the issue, more than two sides of the issue, uh, in a room together with uh, my staff and, and when I was on council at the time and somebody from the planning department and hammered out in eight hours some sort of language that was appealing to all you know that was acceptable to all and we came out with the law and uh in my opinion it's worked well we have two we have put a cap only 400 in the whole county they're different numbers for different areas uh so there's only 400 allowed in the whole county uh keep in mind we have over ni- about 90,000 uh, tax map keys which is called tmk which you know the abbreviation is tmk but we have about nine ninety thousand parcels, eighty thousand, I believe, which are uh, dwellings. So we've got out of eighty thousand, only four hundred ho- single-family homes can be uh, permitted for short-term rental use, and that's typically you're going to find that on Halama Street in Kihei, mm. Uluniu, down on Kiavakapu, and down in McKenna. All these big mansions where, you know, people like sheriffs are going to come and spend a week or two and spend, you know, an ungodly amount of money each each mm-hmm. night. Um, there are some, um, certainly not uh, not the majority. Um, I don't I think it's a pretty slim minority of homes that are second homes um, that are in more you know, working class neighborhoods that people are renting out uh, short-term rental homes. Um, And of those, I think a majority of those are people who live here, generally local families who've had this property for a long time and they don't know what to do with it. It's it's kind of high-end properties. Um, And so instead, it's been in with the family and and instead of... uh, uh, selling it and giving up the family home, they they can rent it short-term rental. It's probably not going to be long-term use, rented out for long-term use, certainly not all those high-end ones. And keep in mind, we only have 229 permitted ones right now. And just to, to <coughs> zoom out a little bit, sorry okay. to cut you off. Yeah, no, that's right. But we have 229 permitted ones, mm-hmm. but not all of those are on the island of Maui. So, C- so we have less than that. I think it's less than 200, about 193 mm-hmm. that are actually on the island of Maui. Mm-hmm. And then 
you're absolutely right when you get to the price points on a lot of these properties. M- the m- overwhelming majority of them are are far out of that um, that range that you would consider affordable right. for most folks. So right. they're they're multi million dollar properties. A lot of them they're not going to be uh, sold as affordable housing, and they're not going to be rented out as affordable rentals. So yeah, right. That's that's the interest interesting. Uh, thing is everybody thinks oh they're taking away from the uh and and we had this we had this argument on the floor in 2011 2012 um and and that's when things started getting uh crazy with uh, the like actually had really start getting a pinnacle of craziness on prices and stuff but um we had that argument is that no these are not going to be long-term rentals it these most of these I would say uh, over 90% of these are homes that somebody owns and they are going to move to, I mean, they're going to come visit one month out of the year, three months out of the year, five months out of the year. The rest of the time it's either empty, which some people say is better, or they're having somebody in it at least for, uh, you know, to keep it occupied a little bit. and make that you know some of them do make good money on it i mean that's just part of part of that uh the issue um the 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 planning department said well there's three reasons why we think we've heard we're hearing from the community one they don't like them in their neighborhood because they feel it takes you know takes away from the character of the neighborhood well, one of the things that we did in the law says they shall not affect the character of the neighborhood. And we put a big list of things that s- says this is what affects the character of the neighborhood. You know, you can't park on the street. You can't, no noise, quiet hours, all kinds of stuff to say, you know, don't mess up the neighborhood. And anybody who has a permit, all of them <laughs> are sh- adhering to that. In fact, as far as I can tell, uh, you know, from the department and whatnot, they have not had complaints on uh, places that have permits. They have had complaints on places that don't have permits. And the way you know if, if it's a short-term rental home, uh, whether or not it has a permit, the permitted ones are required to have a sign on the front, prominently visible so that somebody can read it driving by, that has the name of the place or the owner, I can't remember which, uh, the, the phone number and the permit number. Right on there, a phone number, somebody can be contacted in case there is an issue. And if there is an issue, they call the number and somebody has to respond within 30 minutes, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so that is a per, uh, permitted one. The people who get the permits had to go through a lot to get the permits. They do not want to lose the permits. So they're, if they, somebody calls that number and something's going on with the, the people there, they're very quick on handling the issue no matter what it is. Uh, but it's the, um, the ones that aren't uh, permitted that you don't know what's going on that sometimes there are issues. However... Uh, when people come, you know, when one comes to the planning commission for permit, you get some neighbors say, we don't want them in our neighborhood because we want to we want to know who our neighbor is. I kind of challenge a lot of people these days to know, you know, and, and somebody in, in a meeting talked about this and, and he said, well, wait a minute. I've had a neighbor for 30 years. I seldom see my neighbor at the house. I see him at the store, I see him at Costco or whatever, but at the house, I don't know whether he's here or there. So that was kind of a specious argument in his mind. Um, So that was one, the character of the neighborhood. And we pretty much nailed um, the requirements of not affecting the character of the neighborhood. The other thing that the department said is, well, it's also raising the value of homes. And this is the one I really want to talk to you about. Um, I think that's uh, all, all home values are, in Maui are going up because of the lack of inventory. And it's not just Maui. Right. This, this is nationally. We're seeing an uptick in home values. It has a lot to do with a lot of different factors. Mm-hmm. I mean, one factor, uh, before we went on air, you and I were talking, the Fed's about to, to drop interest right. rates mm-hmm. again. 
uh, 30-year mortgages are at an all-time low. Yep. Nationally, the average interest rate for a 30-year mortgage is below 3.5%. Mm-hmm. And when people can get money from lenders, it increases the buying. Because mm-hmm. so, your payments are lower, so you can exactly. afford more. Yep. Yeah, so they can afford more, and also more people are able to, to get access to the market. And if you don't have inventory, if you don't mm-hmm. have the supply, but you have that demand going up and people able to afford houses or, or people able to participate in the market, of course the prices are going to go up. But that's just one factor. There's a whole slew of factors. You know, you have the, the increased regulatory costs. I mean, whenever <laughs> there's, there's a rule, um, a great, really easily accessible um, tool to, to think of is the tariffs. Everybody knows about tariffs. We've got tariffs on building materials, um, you know, the, the raw materials to make building materials. So these things impact cost. Uh, shipping to get things out here impacts right. cost. <clears throat> We have a lot of regulatory costs. We we just it's an expensive time, and those things often get passed on to the consumer. Oh yeah. So that has a big part to do with the housing prices out here. But I can tell you that um, first off, the short-term rental home permits, the legal short-term rental home permits, aren't transferable upon sale. So I'm not going to be buying a property with the assumption that now I can operate a short-term rental home because that doesn't happen. A, it's uh, you can't transfer the permit, and B, the more important thing is, if someone sells a home that has a short-term rental permit, that the new buyer cannot get a permit for five years. Yeah. So, so you have to go through the whole process. Yeah. A, yeah. you have to go through the whole process, but you can't even do it for five years. You can't even apply for five years. Oh, so, wow. yeah. Yeah. So if I'm, uh, you know, if you're going to be an investor and invest in a place, you're not going to sit on it for five years. No, because there's all these variables too. Yeah. I mean, by the time you you have the property for five years, the county council might lower the cap in that area, right. and suddenly in that area there aren't even any permits available. As what happened in Molokai. Exactly. Or perhaps uh, within that five years that you're waiting around, somebody opens up or, or gets a short-term rental home permit right across the street, mm-hmm. and now it's going to trigger a review by the planning commission and then all of your neighbors will have the opportunity to Mm -hmm. show up and share their thoughts if you try and get a permit. There are so many unknowns and so many different circumstances in which it would be unlikely that a new owner after owning it for five years would actually be able to get the permit to begin with that nobody in their right mind would make an investment like buying a house at a premium just for the hopes that potentially five years after ownership they could possibly rent it out short term. Right. And then the 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 last reason that that is I think the most laughable, you know, not to disrespect the department, but they said it's make make it easier to enforce on illegal ones. Y- yeah. 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 I I I I just scratch my head. <clears throat> and that that one is particularly laughable. Because they made that argument to me in a meeting on February 26th. Uh, Two days before then, on February 24th, the planning department put out a press release talking about how great enforcement's going and how in 2020 they expect to see the fewest number of illegal vacation rentals in recent memory. Right. So so on the 24th, enforcement was working great. (laughs) And then on the 26th, when they needed to support their argument against legal short-term rental homes, suddenly enforcement's going terribly. This, this is like instituting prohibition in 1920 right. to get rid of bootleggers. Right. I don't think it worked. <laughs> I don't think I'm pretty so sure that, that didn't work. Did you ever watch Boardwalk Empire, Jack? Oh, yeah. 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 Did, did prohibition work to, to get rid of bootlegging? I don't think it was too stellar. No. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't no. too stellar. No. So, you know, those are the three reasons why they said, well, there's a big concern. I... I, 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 I call BS on that. I'm sorry. So there's a meeting on uh, uh, Friday at 3 o'clock. Um, so, and it's important. If you think it's, it's something that uh, you think should stay around, um, and again, there's only a limit of less than 400 now because Molokai, well, Molokai never had yeah, a Yeah, are cap, they part, so. of that, uh, part of that meeting? 
Well, Molokai, Molokai. Or would that be a separate? No, they're not going to have a meeting for Molokai because council already passed uh, a bill to. Oh, I thought I saw a, pro uh, a post on a, a meeting about Molokai specifically. Well, the, that that happened already. Oh, okay. Council already passed a bill saying no more on Molokai. They're going to phase okay. them out. The mayor hasn't signed it yet. I don't know if he's going to veto it or let it go without his signature or sign it. I'm not sure. Um, so we'll see. We'll find out. Uh, what he's going to do with that? He's got a he's got a while to. I think I can't remember how many more days he's got left to do that. So uh, there is that uh, issue, and and Lanai wants to do it next, and and those are the two islands that need it the most. Molokai has one hotel, and one condo complex that uh, is available for short term rentals currently. And then another condo complex that it is a um, it is a uh, uh, permitted use straight flat out. Mm. So there's three places you can go right now on Molokai. Kind of clean house in Hana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, and then Lanai has two big hotels that it costs twelve hundred dollars to go a night. Who's gonna, you know? Well, if, if I want to go, go hunting have, out there, they have yeah. one hotel with eleven rooms that has halfway decent rates, but even those rates are going up now. And then all the hunters and all the people that are coming to Lanai, uh, especially the people from, you know, Oahu, Maui, anybody, you know, local people, want to go over there. There's no place to stay. <laughs> yeah. But yet the Lanai Planning Commission saying no, we don't want it, which is odd. Just odd so we'll, we'll see how that goes uh molokai again they were thinking well maybe the east end yes definitely don't do them but the west end they need i mean the west end was a resort area was a resort area but it's all shuttered up now if you've ever drawn driven to the west end of molokai most of mauna loa uh you know the the theater's all shuttered up there's a there was a nice lodge there shuttered up uh the Kula, uh, uh had a hotel resort area there. Uh, golf course, golf course is overgrown. Nothing, and and I don't know. It's one of those things where you just got to shake your head and go, "What's going on here?" It's not going to add. It may add two houses to the long-term rental pool, maybe out of two hundred. My thing is, you know, prohibition on an activity that you don't want to see historically doesn't really work. So so if we get rid of the legal short-term rental homes, we're still going to have the illegal short-term rental homes. Correct. People are still going to try and find their way around the law. They're still going to try and make mm. a fast buck. They're still going to try and, you know, advertise among friends. So there will still be an issue with some illegal vacation rentals, except now um, the county is going to lose out on the general excise tax. The real well, the county doesn't tax. get general well, excise tax. The real property tax. We're about to get that, that yeah. 0.5 uh, oh, yes. per, percent. So I'm jumping the gun on the, <laughs> the surcharge. But, but the state's going to lose out on the transient accommodations, mm -hmm. um, which goes to the counties uh, in a, some small percentage mm -hmm. uh the state's going to lose that on the get county's going to lose that on the real property tax yep uh, there's a whole bunch of revenue but then there's all this other money that gets infused into the economy through these businesses i was i was talking to a property manager friend of mine and they went through their books and they outlined all the money that they pay not just in in property taxes and and the stuff that goes to the county. And we'll go to that right after. We got to go to break. It's, okay. It's mid uh, mid show already. Mid show. <laughs> yeah. Tuned to eleven ten a.m. ninety six point seven FM news talk and sports for Maui. We'll be right back. CBS News special report. The Federal Reserve cuts interest rates by a half point in a bid to soothe the economy as it weathers the impact of the coronavirus. Business analyst Jill Schlesinger. It's hard to say whether this move is going to really change the pattern of what we've seen in the marketplace. The fact that the Fed cuts interest rates may not stave off that potential liability to the economy. The stocks rallied on the news, but now the Dow is off 500 points. The CDC says all public health labs should be able to test for the virus by the end of the week. Dr. Anthony Fauci says a vaccine could be developed within six to eight weeks. We need to make sure it's safe and we make needs to make sure it works. That entire process will take at least a year and a year and a half. Governor Andrew Cuomo says there's a second coronavirus case in New York. The gentleman had an underlying respiratory illness. 
and he is ill, and he is hospitalized. CBS News Special Report. I'm Steve Kathan. Jack Gist here with your latest Al News headlines. White Airlines has temporarily halted direct flights to South Korea's Incheon International Airport over concerns about the growing coronavirus outbreak. The carrier is offering travel waivers to those who book flights to South Korea. The temporary suspension runs through April 30th with flights scheduled to resume May 1st. Health officials said they tested a California woman for COVID-19. The results came back negative for the virus, but it's the first time a test kit was used in the islands. Health officials say the woman, a healthcare worker from California, was treating a patient who was recently diagnosed with coronavirus. The woman flew to Hawaii on Thursday. A brown water advisory is still in effect for Maui by the State Department of Health Clean Water Branch. The department said heavy rains has resulted in the storm water runoff entering the coastal waters. Not all areas may be impacted by the runoff, however, if the water's brown, stay out. Island weather. Isolated showers, otherwise mostly sunny, the high near 81, northeasterly trades at 10 to 15 miles an hour. CBS News on KAOI is brought to you by DeKind Paints, your locally owned Benjamin Moore dealer at 250 Alamaha Street. Quality paints for colorful dreams. DeKind Paints, Benjamin Moore for everything that matters. Hi, this is Michelle, owner of DeKind Paints, where we provide quality paints for colorful dreams. As your independently owned paint and decorating retailer, we care about your project, whatever size it is. Take interior doors, trim, and cabinets for example. These areas demand special care given their constant abuse from everyday life. We recommend Benjamin Moore's Advance. It cleans up easily with soap and water and offers a durable furniture quality finish. Its waterborne formula translates to low odor and low VOCs. And Advance is available in your choice of 3,500 colors so you can achieve that just right look for your doors, trim, and cabinetry while still putting practicality first. Benjamin Moore, paint like no other. To find Advance and other Benjamin Moore products, visit DeKine Paints, located at 250 Alamaha Street in Kahului. KAOI, Kihei, 96.7 FM, 96.5 FM West Side, and 98.7 FM Upcountry. Time now for sports, brought to you by Penny's Pizza and Pasta in Kihei, right behind Fred's and Moose's, Penny'sPizzaPasta.com. Star Rivera dropped a game-high 24 points, leading the Hawaii Pacific women's basketball team to a 91-57 win over Hawaii Hilo on senior night at the Shark Tank in Honolulu on Saturday. Alicia Marcucci added 19 points and 9 rebounds for the third-ranked Sharks, who became the first team to complete a 22-0 record in conference play and enter next week's PacWest tournament as the number one overall seed. The Hawaii Rainbow Warrior baseball team cooled off defending national champion Vanderbilt 3-1 at Hawkins Field on Saturday. The Commodores entered ranked number two nationally and on an eight-game winning streak. It was the first time the Commodores lost in nine games at Hawkins Field this season. The Rainbow Wahine Sandbows went 2-0 on Saturday's opening day of the Bay Area Classic at Stanford, California, with a 4-1 win over St. Mary's and a 5-0 sweep of number 19 Arizona State. The Sandbows won a combined 9 of 10 flights in straight sets. This is a special report about a major archaeological find in Kihei. Come in, Kihei. Well, we're here today at Inalotus Imports in Kihei to uncover one of Maui's best-kept secrets. We're here with David Bradbury. David, this place is huge. Yes, it is. We have over 30,000 square feet of display space. Pebble on mesh stone tile alone. Our normal stock is 40,000 square feet. Let's open a container. Gosh, stone sinks and so many of them. What we have here is the largest selection of stone sinks in the state of Hawaii. Several hundred at all times, with more on the way. I even have natural stone bathtubs made from natural lava rock boulders. Wow, look at all the statues and artwork. What beautiful carvings. And how about these one-of-a-kind furniture pieces? All these can be used as sink vanities. That's incredible. What's over there? Ah, that right there is the largest selection of ceramic planters in the state of Hawaii. Well, that's as tall as I am. Well, there you have it. In the Lotus Imports is Maui's best-kept secret treasure. In the Lotus Imports, call 879-9997 or go online to indolotusimports.com. Attention! If you have a child born with a birth defect, then your child may be entitled to legal damages. Birth defects have been linked to pesticides used in agriculture in Hawaii. These harmful pesticides were used on fields where genetically engineered seeds, coffee, pineapple, and other crops were grown. If you worked on a farm or lived very close to the fields where pesticides were sprayed while you were pregnant, and your child was born with a serious cardiac condition, limb abnormalities, spina bifida, gastroschisis, or other birth defects, then your child may be entitled to significant compensation. Please call us toll-free at 1-866-998-TOXIC. Again, the toll-free number is 1-866-998-6942 
or go to GallagherLaw.com. Your call is confidential. This message is authorized by Gallagher D. Robertus and Waxman, licensed Hawaii law firm, 820 Mililani Street, Honolulu, Hawaii. Maui On Stage presents Xanadu, the hilarious roller skating electric light orchestra musical follows a magical Greek muse who descends from Mount Olympus to Venice Beach in 1980 on a quest to inspire a struggling artist to achieve the greatest artistic creation of all time, the first roller disco. Because hey, it's 1980. Xanadu, February 28th through March 15th at the historic Eau Theater. Call 242-6969 or visit MauiOnStage.com. Maui On Stage. Great theater for a great community. You're tuned to 1110 AM, 96.7 FM, News Talk and Sports for Maui. Jack is here behind the controls. Yes, sir. We're on the couch. All right. Dot couch. Nice to see you, sir. Ah, nice to see me, too. We're here with Jason Economou. He's the... um, Government Affairs Director for the Realtors Association of Maui, and we're talking right now uh, short-term rental homes, which is one of five different categories of vacation rentals. Um, we were talking about uh, the county wants to put a phase out the 229 that there that are existing now and not allow anymore to come to the cap of 400. So one of the things you were talking about before the break was what they generate as far as jobs and et cetera. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So what I was what I was getting at before we went to break was these properties actually put a lot of money into our economy. So mm-hmm. outside of just the tax revenue, there's a lot of money that's being infused. So for instance, I have a, a friend of mine who's a property manager, and they sent me a really basic spreadsheet looking through their numbers for, for just seven of the properties that they manage. And just in housekeeping alone, they're paying out $60,000 a year, upwards of $60,000 a year to the housekeepers to maintain these properties. Now, these are housekeepers that, you know, I think their jobs might be slightly dependent on this industry. Oh, absolutely. If, if they don't have these properties to look after, then, you know, maybe they can go get a job at the hotels and resorts and they'll have to drive, you know, however long every day and work long shifts. And, and, and a lot of time these people are entrepreneurs, too. Yeah. They're not well, working for somebody else. have their own businesses. Right. Specifically right. for that. Right. There's So there's the housekeeping. There's... It's a whole sector. Um, so you've got housekeeping. You've got landscaping. Let me let me look up for for landscaping costs. Do 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 do. Uh, sorry, it's a little bit hard to to pull this on a out phone. here on a phone. Uh, so just with six of the properties, because mm-hmm. one of the properties the owner likes to do landscaping themselves. Uh, just around forty eight thousand dollars they're paying. Right. So between landscaping and housekeeping. With, with just these small set of, of properties, mm-hmm. we've got $100,000 going into the economy, getting paid right. out is to- Is that annually? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and this is getting paid out to local business people. Right. And those people are paying taxes on that. Correct. So, so that's a big chunk of money in the property taxes that they're paying, upwards of $123,000 going in property taxes for just these six properties. I'm, I'm willing to bet that if, if we get uh, six homeowners together and ask them what their property taxes are, <laughs> if, if they are owner-occupied. It might be, be $7,000 yeah. total. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, we, we really do enjoy some low property taxes here in Hawaii, and yes. I love that. I'm happy about that. But the reason why us residents can enjoy low property taxes is because we put a lot of this burden on different classifications, like the hotels and resorts, like condominiums, like businesses, and like short-term rental homes. So if we lose that tax revenue, then we're going to be losing a lot of the money that goes towards the services the county provides that we enjoy. And also, a lot of that money goes towards things like enforcement against illegal short-term rentals. So if we go ahead and do a blanket prohibition on short-term rental homes, then not only are we still going to have the same problem that's plagued us forever, which is illegal vacation rentals, Mm -hmm. but we're going to have no revenue to fight it. We're going to have less revenue to fund the things that we do enjoy, our libraries, our police department, our fire department, our infrastructure. Right. So it just doesn't make sense to me that we're going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You can't say that that the short-term rental home ordinance isn't working after bragging about how well it's working. (laughs) 
And and you can't say that it, it really does increase property values because it, it increases our economy. There's a lot of money being infused into our economy from it, but nobody is buying at a premium based on the potential to, to make more money someday. Right. And the last but not least, it, they so far they have not been affecting the neighborhood, the legal ones. And the you fact, know. if they do, then people should report them. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, and, I'm not trying to, to excuse bad behavior. Nope. But, but the thing about a law is if you find that there's an area that it couldn't be improved, improve it. Don't just scrap the whole thing. Right. So anyway, our, our phone numbers, let's open up the phones, Jack. Okay. 242-7800 for the island of Maui. And off-island, 1-866-982-7800. Um, another thing in that article, uh, on the side, in fact, you're talking about um, enforcement. It says, in this, uh, right there in the same article, uh, a sidebar, if you will, it says software hire fines help weed out illegal rental units. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's one of those, okay, if that's the case, then why are you using that as an argument to get rid of short-term rental homes? Do we have a call? Yes. All right. Good morning. You're on the air live, 11, 10 a.m. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Hi. You're on the air. Hello? Hi, you're on the air. Okay. Uh, I just want to know if you realize that vacation rentals are considered businesses in Hawaii, and uh, the Hawaii State Accessibility Law requires them to follow the Americans with Disabilities Act. Yes. But it covered. Uh, there was a pretty big lawsuit in Honolulu on this. Right. And uh, I believe that is one of the requirements in the, the law that says that they have to abide when by When the county it. sends out the applications to build, do they at least alert the small business owner that they're going to be encumbered by that? Uh, I believe that is part of the application, yes. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. All right. 242-7800 for the island of Maui. And 1-866-982-7800. Is that, oh, it looks like you were pressing the button. Oh, no. All right. So there, in that article, the side article, it talks about um, how the the number of, uh, the, the, the fine went up and the number of enforcement has been doing well. Um I wanted to talk about some numbers that they put in here on a, based on a study that basically was totally wrong. So, anyway, go ahead. It went away. It went away. All right. Yeah. So, in the, in the article, um, it, it says uh, that Maui vacation rental units in, uh, on Maui grew from 220,000 to 258,000. So... Or, or some number right in there. And they talked about units. Well, m my, uh, my point is that we only have, like I said at the beginning, 90,000 tax map keys, TMKs. So how you can get 225, and each condo unit is its own TMK, by the way. Uh, so basically what study they, th that they were quoting said it's not unit it's unit nights mm. so there's 365 nights in a year you take the 260 something thousand divided by 265,000 divided by 365 and you get 791 if if there were 100% occupancy every night then we'd have 791 units so you say 50% occupancy it's cut down to around 1,500 units. So it's, it's one of those numbers that, I mean, this is a misquote that is very uh, completely different animal. It, units versus unit nights, very important distinction. Um, we have 34, 35 hotels, I believe, that have however many units you know, rooms in each. Uh, however, hotels count as a single unit. Um, and we have in the old short term, uh, the old um, hotel resort ca tax category, we had 11,000 
uh, TMKs, 34 of which were hotels. So the rest is all condo units. And we make the most income from taxes from that category. At that time when I was on council, short-term rental, they've changed it around a little bit. But uh, hotel resort was the biggest economic driver for this county. In fact, if you take, and I say this on the air all the time, if you take all the uh, taxes we get from homeowners, you know, with, the, with all the low rates we get, put it all together, it's, it's enough to pay for about half the police department. Mm. And uh, the rest is paid for by hotels, resorts, commercial, uh, short-term rental homes is a higher category. Uh, bed and breakfast is a higher category. And, so, and then other rates and fees. So we have to be careful what you wish for. <laughs> and, you know, I honestly understand a lot of people's frustration that we are so dependent on the visitor industry and tourism. You know, I, I personally think it's it's probably bad for us in the long term to be so focused on one industry and to not really cultivate other industries. But the fact is, we aren't at a place where we can rely on our agriculture industry right now as our primary economic driver. We can't rely on, you know, the occasional <clears throat> film production on Maui right. as our primary economic driver. In this time of economic uncertainty, as we've seen with, with the, the scare over the, the coronavirus and mm -hmm. everything else going on in the world, the economy's been going great. Now things have taken a little bit of a bump. It looks like we have a little bit of a rocky road ahead of us, and it just seems really short-sighted to go ahead and cut our legs out from under us by, by going after the visitor industry um, without developing and, and strengthening our other industries first. Yep. It, it it's just mind-boggling if well, you will. Well, we have an economy that's based on tourism. Oh yeah. Period. Uh, I yeah, believe yeah. the economic guys at Uhiro or whatever, um, these are professional economists, say that at in some way or another, eighty percent of our economy is based on tourism. I mean, you would. Step in one way or in another, technology and some other aspects of right, but that didn't pan out. Nope, as I mean, well as they thought it would. Yeah, with the with the real um, dawn of the internet and everybody working at home anyway, mm -hmm. it's it's starting to to not be as um, cost effective to come over here. And the fact that Senator Inouye died, and that's where all the funding came from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you know, it's one of those things that. You just have to be careful. Now, there's other issues around, you know, the illegal, some illegal, a lot of illegal short-term rentals, which there aren't that many. I mean, in, in general, vacation rentals. I'm talking short-term rental homes, illegal B&Bs, illegal, uh, you know, Airbnb is the big one. Yeah. Airbnb or VRBO or any of those, those are the big ones, and those are the ones we have to catch. But even then... We have this software, the county has this software that goes through and scours the internet for ads for places on Maui, vacation rentals on Maui. And they do, they have all these algorithms to find out where the, the home is and whether or not it's legal or not. And they came up, the first, the first scraping, if you will, came up with something around 800, 750 homes or something like that, I can't remember, that were listed as... Uh, considered illegal. And then when you look at the, the report, actually half of those were actually legal, but they just didn't have their permit number in one ad somewhere. We have a phone. Yeah, I like that term, scraping. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning. You're on the air live, 11, 10 a.m. Morning, guys. Morning. morning. I was just listening along, and, you know, one thing I'm surprised about is that uh, state legislatures or county officials are not fighting for the existing residents that are already here. If they're going to amend the laws or something of the sort, why don't they create an incentive for local people that have been here for several years to sustain? You know, instead of restricting it for everybody, why don't you create a plan for people that are here to sustain their families for future generations? You know, if you've lived here your entire life and you have the capabilities of starting a short-term rental somewhere, you know, you should be able to start that if you've been here for a long time because this is your home. 
I I agree. I agree. Yeah, I would love to see some sort of incentive where, you know, it's easier for somebody who has residency here to start up the business. You're absolutely right. I, I think you're on the right track. And, and also, in addition to that, one of the things that's really been bothering me is there's no uh, tax benefit for landlords who are providing long-term rentals and especially long-term affordable rentals. And that was something that was supposed to be done with the tax reform bills that the county council pushed through, mm-hmm. and, and they didn't do it. They, they couldn't figure out the best structure for that. So I would like to see everybody go back to the drawing board and figure out more benefits for our residents that are here, mm-hmm. as right. opposed to trying to essentially strip the county and state of revenue that we get and to consolidate this business, the visitor industry business, in the hotels and resorts. I, I don't understand that move of consolidation to that. Right. And that's that's part of this new, uh, if you will, the new gig economy or new economy. Taxis are no longer the, the end-all, be-all, right? Yeah. You've got taxis, now you've got Uber, you've got Lyft. The same with hotels. Hotels are for a certain segment of visitors. If you go anywhere, I'm, I even challenge the, the caller. When you go on vacation outside, you know, uh, especially if you go into a different country, are you going to go to a hotel or are you going to go to a bed and breakfast? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for the best price. You, you know, because exactly. Because everybody's on a budget. Exactly. And, you know, if you can get accommodations at a reasonable price and help support a local family, that's what should be done. I mean, look at Mulekai. You guys were talking about all the resorts shutting down over there. What about the families that have been there for many generations? Mm-hmm. I mean, they cut the ferry off. Unemployment skyrocketed. Criminal uh, crime skyrocketed. And there's basically no hope for their future. I mean, why think uh, they need to think about the people uh, with the system of checks and balances. If you're going to restrict something, we'll create another industry or, like you are talking about, the agriculture or create plans for families to actually succeed. Because otherwise, there's going to be no local residents left. It's all going to be foreign investors. And that's exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I have a favor to ask you. I want you to go first to the Realtors Association of Maui Facebook page. And we posted a call for action there. And you could just go ahead and click on the link on our Facebook post, and it'll take you to our landing page where you can send an email to the mayor's office, and you could send an email to the planning department and tell them how you feel. You could also find those those email addresses online. You could find their phone numbers online. And on March 6th, this Friday at 3 p.m., I want you to, to take off a little early from work, and I want you to come to that meeting. It's going to be at 250 South High Street in the, the same room that the, the planning commission meets in, if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And I want you to okay. share this idea because they need That's to hear idea. from you. They need to hear from residents, especially if you're not directly operating one of these businesses yourself, but you recognize the value that they add to our community, the value that they add to our economy in <clears> particular. <throat> please come and show up. If you are in landscaping, if you are an arborist, if you are a cleaner, if you do any business with these short-term rental homes and you've benefited from them, please March 6th, this Friday at 3 p.m., show up and and be heard. You know, there's not going to be three minutes of structured public testimony. It's not like a council meeting. So you'll have an opportunity to to raise your hand and speak up. And the planning department really needs to hear from Maui residents. Thank you very much, sir. I'll be there. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the call. Aloha. You know, with Molokai, it's kind of a different situation. They're pretty much self-destructive. I mean, there, there used no. to be so many. Uh, there, I mean, you had Molokai Ranch, right, and some of the others uh, that were happening as a as a very productive business. Oh yeah, and they they had uh, um, the lodge. They had a really nice lodge that they built. Yeah, and it only lasted a couple, three, four years, and then it got boarded up. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, you could drive by it, and it's like, oh wow, that's too bad. They also had those tentalos. I don't know how that went. Mm. I don't know how that works. Tentalo? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a tent bungalow yeah, kind of thing. I I love those by the way. I I got married out at Camp Oluwalu. Yeah, and they have the tentalos there. Oh yeah, it was, it was a really great time. I I highly recommend. Yeah, they used to have those out there. Yeah, I I stay away from the issue of Molokai just because of how how different their circumstances are. I mean, all of the islands are are very different from each other, and I don't spend enough time out there to knowledgeably speak about 
how their community is impacted by it or what the original intent of the the short-term rental home ordinances was. You know, I I respect the autonomy of what's going on in Molokai. Um, Mm -hmm. But for Maui County, Maui Island specifically, what we're seeing is a lot of benefit from the short-term rental home ordinance with very little downside, especially with the increased enforcement. You know, I, I think that that having a good law is is a balance between the stick and the carrot. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, our short-term rental ho- home <laughs> ordinance is actually a little bit difficult, maybe a little too difficult for people to to get involved with that industry. Well, it wasn't supposed to be, but however, the department made it that way. If, if you're going to have one and you want to make it difficult, I respect that. And the fines going up makes it difficult for people to, to function against the law. And I don't think anybody should be violating the law. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah. I'm taking controversial positions. Follow the law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, follow the law. Yeah, it's a hot take. So Bravo to you. part of the uh, the concern with short-term rentals in general, again, you know, we have the five different categories, but vacation rentals in general, they're perceived as taking away areas for um, long-term rental. In some cases, I've heard of the, the that happening, and, and we kind of knew some of that might happen, but... You know, everybody's saying, oh, that's, it's all that way. No, it's not. It's taking a little bit. Uh, somebody had a, 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 um, a statistic that one out of every 200 homes in Maui, which is one half of 1% of all the homes, are short-term rental, you know, homes. So it's not a lot. No. It's not a lot. Even if we had all of those, yeah, I mean – just in Kihei alone, we're we're coming up with 300 affordable rental units in the next year. They should be opening up this year or, or early next year. So there's 300 units right there. And if you that want coming in, if you want more long-term rentals, one, build them. Yes. And two, incentivize them. Yes. Make it worthwhile for property owners. All right. Well, that was a quick. <laughs> Quick hour show. Yeah. Uh, call for action is for anybody who, on either side of the issue, and, and I'm fine with either side of the issue, uh, if you want to get your, inf- your your feelings known, come to the county building, uh, the, the small Kalana Pakui building, which is next to the big county building, and that small building is at 250 South High Street, 3 o'clock on Friday, uh, to come talk story with the planning department about your thoughts on um, short-term rental homes. That's just one of five different types of vacation rentals we have, but it's, you know, the first one. Yeah. And if you want to get familiar with the law, uh, Maui County Code, Chapter 19.65. All right. right. Thank you very much, Jason Economou. We'll have you you back if there's more things to come. Oh, and there will be. Hello, everybody.